0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Quote from St. Thomas Aquinas Three things are necessary for the salvation of man. To know what he ought to believe, to know what he ought to desire, and to know what he ought to do. Meditation of the Day, an excerpt from Soul of the Apostolate by Dom Jean-Baptiste Chittard Pages 124 through 125. One of the most formidable obstacles to the conversion of a soul is the fact that God is a hidden God, Deus obsconditus. But God, in His goodness, reveals Himself in a certain manner through His saints, and even through fervent souls. In this way, the supernatural filters through and becomes visible to the faithful who are thus able to apprehend something of the mystery of God. Make no mistake, there is a sort of instinct by which souls, without clearly defining what it is they sense, are aware of this radiation of the supernatural. Scripture verse of the day. You who live in the shelter of the Most High, who abide in the shadow of the Almighty, will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Psalm 91, verses 1-2 through 2. Saint of the Day The Saint of the Day for October 11th is Blessed James of Ulm. Blessed James of Ulm lived between 1407 and 1491. He was born at Ulm and spent a fortunate childhood. He was thoroughly instructed both in his father's trade of glass painting and in the practices of piety. He assisted his father in the making of stained glass, which was at the time a fine art in Germany, and he passed a sinless and happy youth in his native city. Wishing to make a pilgrimage to Rome, he asked his father's blessing on the enterprise and set forth on his long journey, arriving in time to spend Lent in the holy city. Having run out of funds, James enlisted with the army in Sicily. Here, his pious nature received a rude shock from the soldiers with whom he lived. They were given to every manner of vice and resented any effort to change their lives. Disgusted with the corrupt morals and practices around him, James made haste to free himself as soon as his enlistment was up. He went into service with a lawyer who soon entrusted him with his most important affairs and would gladly have adopted him as his own son." Having worked with this man for several years, James became anxious to return home to see his aging father, so he once more set forth on the road. In Bologna, while he was praying before the tomb of St. Dominic, an interior voice made known to him that his vocation was to be a Dominican. He sought no further, but went immediately to the prior to beg admission as a lay brother in the order. James set for himself no extraordinary program of sanctity when he entered the order, but resolved to keep the rule perfectly. He did this with great success. His humility and obedience were particularly remarkable. James resumed his father's trade of making stained glass windows, and all his working time was devoted to making windows for the churches and convents that desired them. At one time, when he had a particularly large and elaborate window for firing in the furnace, the prior called for him to go out begging. Without a backward glance at his precious window, he went. He was gone all day and it was only to be expected that his window would be in ashes when he returned. But God rewarded his obedience with a miracle. The window was more beautiful than he would have ever hoped. On another occasion, the prior, who had been telling a visiting bishop of James's virtue, called him and told him to take a letter to Paris, a journey of some three weeks. James, bowing his head, asked only that he might first go to his cell to get his walking stick. The prior did not send him, he had only wished to try his obedience. James was silent and recollected at his work, diligent and prayerful, and always ready to leave one kind of work for another when obedience called him, even though he had a craftsman's regard for finishing the work well. His chief distinction was in keeping the rule perfectly, though he also performed a number of miracles. Two windows made by Blessed James are still in existence— one in the chapel of the Binti Voglio Palace, the other in the Cathedral of St. Petronius in Bologna. James was beatified in 1825 by Pope Leo XII. Blessed James of Ulm, pray for us. Readings for Holy Mass for Wednesday of the 27th week in Ordinary Time A reading from the book of the prophet Jonah, chapter 4, verses 1-11. through Jonah was greatly displeased and became angry that God did not carry out the evil he threatened against Nineveh. He prayed, I beseech you, Lord, is not this what I said while I was still in my own country? This is why I fled at first to Tarshish. I knew that you were a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger, rich in clemency, loath to punish. And now, Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. But the Lord asked, Have you reason to be angry? Jonah then left the city for a place to the east of it, where he built himself a hut and waited under it in the shade to see what would happen to the city. And when the Lord God provided a gourd plant that grew up over Jonah's head, giving shade that relieved him of any discomfort, Jonah was very happy over the plant. But the next morning at dawn, God sent a worm that attacked the plant so that it withered. And when the sun arose, God sent a burning east wind, and the sun beat upon Jonah's head till he became faint. Then Jonah asked for death, saying, I would be better off dead than alive. But God said to Jonah, Have you reason to be angry over the plant? I have reason to be angry, Jonah answered, angry enough to die. Then the Lord said, You are concerned over the plant which cost you no labor and which you did not raise. It came up in one night, and in one night it perished. And should I not be concerned over Nineveh, the great city, in which there are more than a hundred and twenty thousand persons who cannot distinguish their right hand from their left, not to mention the many cattle? The Word of the Lord. Responsorial Psalm, Psalm 86 Lord, you are merciful and gracious. Have mercy on me, O Lord for to you I call all the day. gladden the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Lord, you are merciful and gracious. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in kindness to all who call upon you. Hearken, O Lord, to my prayer, and attend to the sound of my pleading. Lord, you are merciful and gracious. All the nations you have made shall come and worship you, O Lord, and glorify your name. For you are great, and you do wondrous deeds. You alone are God. Lord, you are merciful and gracious. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke, chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone in debt to us, and do not subject us to the final test. The Gospel of the Lord. Prayer of Spiritual Communion